You're with Julian on the Brown Note and uh, a chat about populism. If you're a, is it dying? Um, if you're a left-wing, tree-hugging, socialist, black knives, matter, feminist, hippie uh, like me, it's not been a good five years. Um, I thought when I was delivering newspapers back, sorry, I'm getting uh, interference. Uh, when I was delivering newspapers back in the 80s as a 13-year-old, I could see the impact of right-wing news media, primarily the Murdoch press, and also in the UK, the Daily Mail and the Daily Express, and the way that they lobbied for the right-wing side of politics, and particularly neoliberal economics, and made the public divided and focused on immigrants and people that are a different skin colour to you, or feminists, or gays, or pretty much anyone that's never going to have an effect on you, really, uh, in order to destroy all of the industry and um, turn the UK into a service economy virtually, uh, where the city of London is king and everything was privatised and life has got progressively worse. But I did think, you know, at some point that the public would wake up to what right-wing media has done. And they never have. It's just got much, much worse. Um, Fox News particularly led the charge in America, pretty much the TV version of uh, talk radio and that right-wing victimhood zone where everyone's perpetually angry and they uh, take the position of victim, even though they're usually rich white men um, that are always under attack and they drive their audience to apoplexy. Uh, and that really picked up in America with the Tea Party and then social media, which uh, has had an enormous impact on how populism spreads. Headline land, basically. Headlines are king. Substance is gone. Content is irrelevant. Uh, photographs and headlines and uh, confirmation bias are king. And that led to a very horrible last five years where a number of very, very, very bad unending things have happened uh, with Brexit, with Trump, with uh, Theresa May and then Boris. And every step of the way you think that someone so bad can't possibly be the next shoe to fall on this populist train that's been driving through the Anglosphere and I would say has um, probably been the end of empire as far as the Anglosphere goes. I think that um, I said at start with uh, that Trump probably was the end of the American empire. Um, I think as far as international influence and I think as far as being listened to, it's been a bad century so far for the West as far as our wars and our economies and our moral compass goes. And it just seemed to be unending. And for me, the end game was ScoMo, Scott Morrison being elected in Australia last year. That was the hardest for me to deal with because the other elections seemed to have some reason which was you know trump is a never seen before thing up against a very unpopular hillary clinton uh lots of things went against her and for him during the course of the unprecedented election there and uh, even down to gillard and rudd that was a pathetic carbon tax and mining tax debacles um, but Scott, Scott Morrison, there was nothing. There was no reason to re-elect him at all. Um, he offered nothing. His government had failed for six years straight on the economy. He had no policies. He had no party fighting the election with him. It was half of the country turning around and going pretty much F off to the other half. We aren't voting for you lefties. Uh, and that was really made me feel the worst I've felt about Australians, um, not liking half of them at all. 
just who they are as people, what they represent. And Boris, another one. Boris Trump and uh, ScoMo were all unthinkable just on a human level as leaders 10 years ago, and yet here we are. But is the nightmare over? I suspect that it could be. I think that when we look at this populist wave, we're ignoring some crucial elements. Hillary Clinton was a terribly unpopular woman. Awful. She still beat Trump by 3 million votes. That's probably the least popular Democratic candidate in modern history. And she did still beat him. We also saw the rise of Bernie Sanders, something unprecedented in American politics. A flat-out Democratic socialist that was the most popular candidate in that campaign and denied, obviously, being able to stand. We saw the rise of Jeremy Corbyn in the UK, another guy that stood for very left-wing ideals, which are pretty much being decent human beings. Um, and he did very, very well and nearly took out Theresa May um, before it went down to a Brexit election. Now, there's lots of elements here like... Cambridge Analytica, the uh, firm famed for their collusion with Facebook, who targeted elections along with Russia in America and in Brexit, uh, where their nefarious machinations were brilliant, but they targeted very small groups of people. Something like 60,000 votes in three swing states were the difference between Hillary Clinton and Trump winning out of 100 million votes. It was a tiny percentile and it was uh, an unprecedented use of that kind of methodology. They only targeted 300,000 voters in three swing states to get that election won. Same with Brexit. Uh, and a lot of that disinformation may have inflated the amount of popularity that populism has. And the thing that's really making me feel happy at the moment is there's been th there's three elections all in a two-week period. And so far, we're two for two. So Jacinda Ardern in uh, New Zealand actually outperformed the predictions for her win. Now, she had some pushback from the right-wing media there, but not like a Murdoch country does have. And she's a good example of what happens in a country where you don't have the Murdoch press. Uh, you end up with someone like Jacinda. Um, and she said she wouldn't get involved in politics if she was an Australian. Now, she outperformed even the most positive verdict on what was going to happen and trounced the right-wing populist party. Then we had the election in Queensland and we had a relentless Murdoch media campaign daily. Virtually every story, every other day, was attacking Labour in Queensland and Sky News was going apoplectic with it. And they even put up a candidate that looks just a little bit like Anna, uh, which I thought was a little bit strange. Now, everyone was predicting that would go down to the wire, and even on the day The Guardian was saying about the likely minority government, results came in, Labour won by a landslide, compared to what the best prediction was, looking like 51 seats, a record, I think, for Labour in the modern era in Queensland. Incredible considering that they were down to seven seats two elections ago, and now they're up to probably 51 seats. Queensland rejected populism. Queensland rejected the relentless attacks of the Murdoch press. You've seen Kevin Rudd come out now with a record-breaking political poll 
uh, please sign it, a petition for a royal commission into the Murdoch press. And it's already got 450,000 signatures. It's open till the 4th of November. And I would love to see this become a global movement because if it happens in the UK and they get that many signatories or they cross the threshold in the UK, it has to be debated in Parliament. Now, I, the final of those three is the election in America. And you've got the king of populism on one side, Murdoch press populism, which is Donald Trump, supported wildly by Fox News, his own personal news network, um, to the extent they stood by him rather than one of their most popular broadcasters, Megyn Kelly. Um, everything so far has gone wrong for him in, in this campaign. Now, if Biden does win... Uh, and that's going to be probably the most likely outcome is a strong victory for Biden, um, probably by quite some margin and probably by them retaking the Senate. Um, obviously, we could have a, a new American civil war in the meantime due to the fact that the voting is going to take a long time and the second polls close, Trump will be declaring, one, that he won the race and two, that the results are fraudulent, even though they contradict each other. Um, so if Biden does win, maybe we are at the end of populism because that's three different countries that have all will have all returned, not left-wing in America, but the left-leaning left government against populist news media. And then we've got ScoMo, who I detest, likely to hold an election next year in this country. Now, he would do so because he's a very cynical man. And he will think that I've got all this kudos from COVID. I'm going to rush through an election. Now, we saw that with Campbell Newman in Queensland. Now, I wonder, because he thinks he's in an unassailable position, he got two different sports... He got sports rules uh, where they manipulated votes by giving $350 million to marginal seats that the Liberals then benefited from, which is still under investigation. I think there's another rort scandal for pork barrelling uh, liberal seats for 350 million as well 80 odd million from clive palmer specifically done to run interference against the labor party in queensland that just failed he just tried to do exactly the same thing against the state labor party in queensland and failed miserably this time so i'm wondering if scomo thinks that he's got all of this kudos and likelihood to win when all of those things are going to fall away, he won't be able to port barrel seats like last time. How much effect did $700 million have on marginal seats? I would say some. I think more than some. And if Clive Palmer's not able to wrest Queensland seats from Labour, he might be jumping the gun here. I mean, this is my that would be my dream. New Zealand, Queensland, America and Australia in a 12-month period. That would definitely be the death of populism. But... Maybe we are already at the death of populism. I mean, if Biden does win tomorrow, the UK and Australia and Boris and ScoMo are going to be looking very naked indeed. Out of step with virtually every other country on earth. Two of the closest Trump-supporting leaders on earth will be looking extremely naked. I predict Boris Johnson will quit by Christmas if Biden wins. I think he just doesn't care anyway. He's a total egoist. He doesn't care about it. He's got, he's got no idea what he's doing. It would be easy for him to just walk away. So fingers crossed that the uh, horror 
last five years is coming to an end and a new paradigm is coming.